but I woke up at like, I don't know how old I was at the time, but I was like, I'm about six grand in debt. I have a mortgage to pay. I've got two kids. I'm miserable. I haven't worked. I've done 28 pitches last year. I had one, one job, which wasn't a pitch anyway. So I've made about 10 grand and I was just totally like, what the fuck? Hello and welcome to Now Then Podcast. Today we talk to director Bugsy Steele. In this conversation we discuss the advantages of being an independent director, the importance of structure, and the constant battle of staying relevant. We're going to start with like how I met you actually, which yeah. was like a fair few years ago. Um, when I was... I was freelance and we were actually in the early stages of talking about dad board and maybe starting a production company. And, uh, there were a producer at the time when I were doing this uh, RAF spot who were like, he needs to talk to Bugsy. You know, yeah. he's the person who'd be good to kind of chat and kind of spitball some ideas. So I did. And as soon as I met you, I was kind of like amazed of how much like knowledge and experience you had within the industry. Yeah. It'd be wicked to kind of like get your story and journey so far. Have you, how you've kind of like navigated through the industry, you know? Yeah. Uh, I suppose that all came from, I've been doing this for 12 going on 13 years. So I started off, uh, music videos, Colonel Blimp, and then got into Blink and I was in a duo called one in three and we did like in camera effects and we were on that roster and we would do the occasional job and they were big, decent jobs. And it was the classic straight to agency and then it just slowly started getting quieter and I was like I hate fucking shooting this kind of stuff I want to do my own thing we went our separate ways I joined um Moxie that worked for a little while and but it just went quiet like everyone else stuck on rosters you just get to a point where you're not really getting that much and even if you do get a good year it's like what four or five jobs, a couple of days here and there. It's actually not as much as you think it is. And all the things that a production company said they were going to do, they were going to support your short or help you get into features or they were going to develop you. I just found all of that was bollocks. And the more people I spoke to, that was rubbish. And I saw directors who who had gone freelance at the time, which was like a dirty word, were just working. And I, I, I woke up at like, I don't know how old I was at the time, but I was like, I'm about six grand in debt. I have a mortgage to pay. I've got two kids. I'm miserable. I haven't worked. I've done 28 pitches last year. I had one, one job, which wasn't a pitch anyway. So I've made about 10 grand and I was just totally like, what the fuck? And then I just had a realization. I was like, it's not anyone else's fault. It's only your own and you can only change it if you sort it out yourself. So I just got up early and I went running and I just got on it and I started going, okay, well, I'll email as many people as I can and I'll find as many production companies as I can and I'll start looking at outside of the regular production companies and agencies and be like, who's working and how they're working and just got one job and the next and just started to get this energy rolling and uh, I have never looked back. I've never been busier. So, and was yeah. that you going to direct, directly to agencies, like yourself, or were you still kind of going to the production, going to other production companies? Just, um, just, just because it's like because at the moment I'm, I've just gone freelance. Yeah, being from Partizan, now going freelance, and now I'm kind of at the moment dipping my toes, hitting up other production companies. Yeah, I guess rather than going to agencies. Yeah, and I just wondered what was it your what was your first thing you thought right I'm going to do that. 
actually the first thing I did is I was like, right, I'm, I need to just be working and making money. And so I contacted all the corporate film companies because I was like, I've got a body of commercial work. I'm way more experienced than the people they have. I'll contact them and at least they can give me just like a day, like go and film an interview and I'll get some money. And I did that for a, a couple of months and I did get a few jobs and that put a bit of money in the bank. And then I went to like branded content companies who were doing kind of next level stuff. So I literally just started right off having done like jobs for Saatchi's and Ogilvy and ever just went straight back to the bottom and started up again uh, and did some branded content jobs and got like 10 or 15 grand and just started putting that money aside. And then I was like, okay, I'll contact all the in-house companies, literally found a list found who was working there, found them on LinkedIn, found an email, found somebody that knew somebody that knew somebody and just systematically met them. Where's, uh, where's his list? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's amazing. No, no, you can find it. And I will share, I always share stuff. Uh, but go on, go on shots and go on any, I mean, shots, I don't know if they still have it, but the others do. There's like a database of all the production companies yeah. in the world. Yeah. Like just get on it. Go and try and get repped in Japan. I don't know, wherever it is. You know, just contact everyone and do everything. It's so tricky emailing because I think for myself and... I always struggle with this, especially yeah. when you're reaching out to producers you've worked with. I get such a, I have such a personal relationship with them where, mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't want to go, hey, uh, just done uh, some new work, you know, let me know if anything comes up. Yeah. I, I really hate that approach and yeah. it really kind of, it cringes me out and, and it's kind of like part of the game of it. And, you know, yeah. and you have to get involved and, and, and spread the word of your new work. But at the same yeah. time, it's really tricky that the email, the email game I find very tricky to navigate and yeah. like, you know, I just want to grab a beer and have a chat. But then you should do, I think that's the thing is like, we, we don't, everyone's like, I'm really bad at networking. And it's because they think they've got to walk into a room and be like, Hey, this is my work and here's my card. Yeah. It's not. I started calling people out and, um, Adam, who we knew, at, um, engine, at engine. Yeah. I just messaged him and said, can I buy you a coffee and just ask your advice for five minutes? And so I just went to people going, don't want to show you my show reel. I just am getting back. I'm going freelance. I don't know what in-house is. If you've got five minutes for coffee and they go like, I've got two, can you come at this time? And I would just go do like, make sure I had like three meetings a day and I would drive, just drink coffee and go to next, next, next. Yep. And then suddenly you have a relationship with that person that's built on just being nice and listening to them. Then you can go, oh, and here's my work. And yep. then once you're in their kind of orbit, they're like, oh, good timing. I'm really fucking busy. I need something to do this job then you can put your reel down on it. Yeah. It's so true. Cause I, yeah, that, that's actually, that's actually what I've kind of found along the way, you know, along the way is just, you know, just like, let's just, I'm actually, I feel like it's even tricky these days to get a chat, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, it is. Let's have a, let's have a zoom call, mate. You know? Yeah. And it, yeah. It's tricky, man. Yeah, it's tricky. Um, but yeah, yeah. I kind of struggle with that. Yeah. But I mean, it, we were talking earlier about how good it is that, um, the fear, it feels like there's a good network of, directors supporting one another and I yeah. and I actually didn't really know about it until Craig mentioned this director's freelance whatsapp group mm. which said you you set it up and it was your idea to do this and now it's got like I mean I remember being so intimidated like oh, I don't want to be part of that there's like 150 directors yeah, like yeah. what I'm just yeah. gonna yeah. you know it was kind of a scary thing and then as soon as I've been involved in it and then seeing people open up and helping each other with research and you know, it's like you were saying earlier, varying from helping with visas in different countries yeah. to fees, uh, to pay DMs, what people are getting to research. It's like, I was like, wow, this is actually really good. Yeah, it's amazing. It, it never, it was never a plan. 
I went freelance. I was treading water at the deep end. I didn't know what to do. So I contacted the five freelance directors that I knew and said, can I buy you a coffee? I just want to know what to do. And sat with them and they were like, well, I don't know what to do, but I do do this. And then I was like, oh, this is amazing. If I actually talk to what used to be considered the enemy or competition, I learn more. And I learn more not by taking their secrets, but because somebody does something differently. Hmm. And then I was like, go and have a coffee with a runner as much as you go and have a coffee with an exec or another director because each person opens up another door or gives you a bit of advice you didn't see. So I tried to meet and talk to as many people as possible. And then that director's group, I was just like, fuck, I just was like, right. And I just found as many freelance directors as I could. I met as many as I could and just built this huge network and just like join it. I don't want anything from it, but just join it. And it just, I don't know, the more people I met or the more people I helped or it created this energy, but also it seemed to just generate work at the same time, weirdly. Yeah. I just feel like the more people you know, the, the bigger your network is and therefore the more people are going to have eyes on yeah. your work. Yeah. It was weird. I just, I, at first, I, th I think I was just scared. I was like, fuck, I don't want to, like, I, I didn't realise there was that many directors out there. Yeah, he loves <laughs> it now. I can't, I can't show him up on it. You now. know, being, being blind from being in like the, the big thick walls of partisan, I, yeah. I didn't really know what the world was really yeah. out there. I was kind of like a bit ignorant to it uh, and maybe purposely ignorant to it. And then, as soon as I opened it, I was like, okay, I've yep. got my armbands on, I'm going yeah, yeah. in, like, you know. But, but I think this is the, this is the thing is like, I don't think film school does it. I don't know because I've never been, but I think, I feel that people just don't really understand what directing is. And then you join a production company and they don't explain it to you either and they shield you from it. And they also really foster competition and you being dependent on them and actually what a lot of people are saying, being a bit of a dick. And I definitely was a dick at some point and rude to people and, you know, arrogant. And then stepping out of that system, I was like, oh, no, 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 that doesn't work. You have to sort your own shit out. You have to get your own work. You have to get your own contacts. You've got to be nice to everyone. And, and that's it. And you, you have to just be self-dependent like you were at the beginning that got you signed in the first place and then you suddenly get lazy and fat, you've got to fucking get back in the gym and start doing it. You've got to work your hard, you know, your ass off. And I mean, that was definitely me. I, was, I mean, I started partisan as a runner. So I was like straight out of uni, yeah. 21. And I was running and then helping research and da, da, da. And then they were helping me on some of my projects. But I was yeah. always in the background trying to make work and, you know, meeting people. And then I remember they, we did this music video, they helped me, it went great. Um, and then I got very late. Basically they said, um, which was so like kind, they were like, look, don't be a runner anymore, but we'll still pay you. So they were paying me That's a small retainer, which is insane. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh sweet, this is sick. Yeah. And they were like, you just pitched, but I became so lazy, yeah. so lazy and I'm like, ah. Jobs are complaining now. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't know. I just lost that kind of drive that I had. Used to send me out to game lunch. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was just, you know, you become really complacent and then like lazy. I'm thinking, oh, well, I've got this little retainer coming mm -hmm. in. That's fine. I've been living on that when I was been a runner. So Yeah. But then I remember when you were going and then I <laughs> <clears throat> then I remember when this job came in for you and it was like a, you know, a good, a good size commercial. And they were like, well, you can either keep the salary 
oh, you can take this job, take the director's fee, and and then from that point on, go. Yeah, I mean, I know, did that, yeah. By yourself. And how quickly did that money disappear? Oh, straight away. Yeah, yeah I thought I was a millionaire. I yeah. mean, you know, I was, I was really super young. I, yeah. I think I was like 25, 26. Yeah. So I was just like, you know, anything above 10 grand, I was like, I'm a, you know, yeah, this oh will last me three years. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought I'd never seen that much money in my bank ever. Yeah. I was living from like literally paycheck to paycheck. So that I was like, hey, who's this coming in with new gear? And yeah, stuff. Yeah. He does love spending, spending money as well. There's yeah. always a parcel at the door. I mean, the more money you have, more money you spend. You're always, yeah. you're always, for me anyway. But I'm I mean, always. even that stuff, it's like, I've got a, we're starting to build a roster and, at the moment, I'm writing a list of rules. So if you join the roster, there's a list of rules. And some of them are financial. They're like, you have to set up a pension. You have to set up, set up a savings app. You have to get a visa. You have to get an accountant. You have to do all these things. And if you don't do them, we will not take you. Wow. Because I don't want directors getting 25 grand off a job. And then a month later, they're like, fuck, I have nothing. I'm 10 grand in debt. You've got to be sorting that shit out. And production companies don't talk to you about it and they don't tell you about it. And I don't know, maybe they don't have the time to do it. It's not their responsibility, it's ours, let's be honest. Mm. Yeah. But you don't, um, but you know, you don't get taught any of that. Or, no. You know, so when you get in, say, I think when my, you, you get like, you know, say you get 10 grand for the day and say you're young. You, and it's just a one day shoot. Then mm. you're just like, wow, you know, that money you think is going to last you ages. Yeah. And if you've just done that one job that one year, that's 10 grand for the year. So, yeah. yeah, well, you know, in that day, it's a lot, but yeah. it's, it's not, is it? If no. You, if you're not doing any work. No, no, it's about, you know, three months, two or three months per job sometimes, you know. Yeah. So, it's, uh, you want to make sure you... But, yeah, yeah, I think that's amazing that you've got these, you know, kind of like saying to someone, set up the accountant, have this. Yeah, I think it's really important. I think that goes to something you were saying earlier about mental health. It's, you know, finance... Being freelance in any creative industry or just anything, not having stability, you've got to suddenly put structure in your life. And that's like financially have that structure. So you're like, okay, cool. Well, I know I've got some savings or I've got tax sorted, all these things. Stuff that we weren't taught, nobody teaches us. But then also it's like building, you've got to build structure into your daily routine and your week and how you approach, you know, the year. Like, what are you going for? What brands you after what agencies what kind of work like you've got to set that shit up otherwise you are just floating in a sea of nothing it's like you know weeks and weeks will go by and you'll be like fuck i haven't got any work mm. i don't know what i'm doing or who do i speak to it's like you've got no direction so i just think that that is the stuff that keeps you on the straight and narrow when you're not working and so that's what i've always stuck to I mean, I've got like a list of 20 things I have to do in a day to get done. And so sometimes when I'm quiet for the week, I'm still smashing through those, building contacts, hitting up clients, da, da, da. Yeah. Otherwise, what else do you do? Yeah. Did you did you have any other, so when you went freelance as a director, did you have any other skills beyond directing that were able to give you a bit of um, income? No. No. Yeah, no, sadly not. I used to, you know, like everyone, you started off, you did a bit of editing, you shot a bit, you do that stuff. I'm just so out of that now. Yeah. yeah. I'm behind. And also I realized over the years, I'm not any good at it or I don't like it enough to do it. Hmm. Uh, and it's difficult because I meet people and they're like, oh, I'm also an editor. And then it's much easier to fall back on that because it's easier to get the work and the regularity of that. And then they go, oh, I'm not directing anymore. I'm actually an editor. Yeah. Because it takes a lot of energy and a lot of, uh, drive to do this job but if you do it and you do it well it's the best fucking job in the world because it's not a job you know yeah. and you can earn amazing money and you get to travel the world and it's awesome but if it's not working 
it's the most depressing job in the world. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you've got to work hard to work. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of us out there as well, aren't there? Yeah, tons. Yeah. Thousands. (laughs) And it's it's like, I don't, like, because Craig was, and and you just said you've got two kids. Yeah. And I was like, you know, me and Craig, (laughs) me and Craig, God, imagine, you know, we're finding it tough now sometimes. Yeah. But imagine trying to juggle having kids who go to school or daycare and you get a pitch in. Yeah. All of a sudden, and you know how quick it can be. Yeah. It can come in and they go, oh, we need it in two days. Yeah. Or we need it tomorrow mm-hmm. sometime. Yeah. And you're like, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. So it's almost like at the moment with, with me, I'm like, right, I drop everything pretty yeah. much. And I'm like, right, I'm stuck on this. And it must be so tough for people who have other life responsibilities. Yeah. At the moment, we don't. Like, me and Craig don't. It's yeah. just like, then we were talking about, well, what about when we do? Yeah. And it must be, you must have a, it must be, you must have a routine or a rigorous schedule sometimes to be like, Right, well, or do you, are you transparent with uh, a um, agency that send you a job and go, oh, look, I can do this now, uh, or I can have the treatment in by then because of this? Like, how does it work sometimes? Yeah, a bit. I mean, I never use family as an excuse because I feel that that's my responsibility. I don't want to throw that on them. Yeah. You know, I don't go, oh, I've got two kids and I can't do this. That's not for them to hear it. They're yeah. giving you work. But it is a massive challenge. And I think when I was in debt you know, unable to pay the bills. And in that situation, I was like, the fuck is going on with my life? You need to sort this out. And now I'm just like, I have money put aside for it. I structure my weeks. I don't, I pretty much 99% of the time will not write or design my treatments. And that's not because I can't, I can. And I do a rough draft and I pull a couple of images and go, this is what I want. It's because if they are fully invested in me pitching on that thing, they have to put the money behind it to make it happen because uh, it'll come in on a Friday and they want it by Monday. And it's just like, well, okay, well, I can't do a kid's birthday and I can't take my kids swimming. It's like, I'm not going to do that. It's just not worth it. And having spent, you know, that one year where I did 27 or 28 pitches and got one, I was just like, I'm not going to live that life because it's a job in itself pitching mm. and they expect you to do it for free. It's like, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I saw recently in in the WhatsApp group that was something in in Germany they're changing a contract or something. I don't know if you saw. Oh, really? That. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, d- I don't really know what it was. It was like they changed it so uh, you have more rights, so you get like fifteen hundred um, euros to pitch great. or something like that. And then me and Craig were talking about it, like how great that you know it's so yeah. great. But then I'm like, will that narrow things for? opportunities for newer directors or you know because agencies then will be like right okay well if they're paying the money to you know to, yeah. to support the treatment they'll be like okay we just want two directors to treat on this yeah i and, do get which that. is good and you yeah know, then but then there's like there's so many pros and cons about some yeah it is and also it's, you know what it is like sometimes look it's not a hard rule if there's a job where you're like this is the best job in the world you're going to put time and effort into it you're not yeah. gonna um it's just I think you have to, otherwise you can spend months pitching and not getting anything and that will take up your life and drive you mad. Yeah. Yeah, I've all been there. (laughs) (laughs) So something else we want to chat to you as well is like, I guess like, you know, I don't really want to go too much into COVID, but it, you know, the the landscape's changed completely since COVID, I guess. And I think it's a lot more open. And I guess there was always this kind of like, you know, movement coming with the in-house production companies with agencies. Yeah. So how are you kind of like finding, you know, how are you finding yourself like navigating through this kind of current 
what through in-house or i i guess everything i mean i feel like you're always busy and i feel like you've always yeah. got time for people you've yeah. always got time for me i feel always like, <laughs> i feel like it's just got that watch that pauses everything and goes yeah yeah what do you want craig let's have a chat or you know yeah. you've always you always seem you know on it and i think like from my point of view so I run Dadbod and, and at one point I was spending like five days a week in the office, just yeah. really giving, you know, just like admin, Dadbod yeah. admin. And like you said, just reaching out to people, just looking at the people I'm reaching out to is just so varied from like straight to client, yeah. in-house production companies, agency contacts. And it's like, it's a bit of a dog eat dog at the minute. And yeah. I was just kind of interested to see how you're finding it. I think it's amazing. This is the, somebody coined it. They were like, this is the golden age of film, of video. You know, sure, there's like, you know, higher echelons of VOD and cinema and all the rest, and it's all smashing it, and they're making more films than they've ever made. But there's like agencies or clients you've never heard of putting millions behind making social media films and all sorts of stuff and random water brands and trainer companies and all sorts. There's so much work out there. Mm. And it's in, it's just so fragmented. It's just in different random places. There's in-house at like Sotheby's. There's all sorts of things that I've come across and gone like, wow, look all this stuff that's being made. And that's where regular production companies are falling down because they're going, but we work in an old school model. It's like we go to the agency, they have a script for a TVC. It's above 500 grand. We can do it. We make our markup. And that's, dis you know, that's kind of disappearing a bit and it's just changing. Mm -hmm. And I think you just have to jump on that. You know, it's amazing. Yeah. But also at the same time, you've got to, I think there was a stigma. It's like, I do TVCs. Look at me. I've got something in cinema. I rarely fucking see anything on TV. You know, I'm watching some, you know, Lego competition, with my kids at the moment. And I look at it and there's two commercials I've done on TV. It's like the first time I've ever seen my work on anything. Yeah. Because I don't care. I don't care where it goes just want to do the job you know do yeah. the work cool so if it's a good brand a good idea it can go on your phone i don't give a fuck yeah 100 percent. and uh, there's that many brands these days that i'm like <laughs> uh who is this yeah. they've yeah. got a really good budget and you know the creative's really open and you can kind of put your yeah. put your voice into it and but i i will say to your point about it feeling like it's just it's kind of all over the place is that i've really really in the last couple of years focused and gone okay what do you want to fucking do? Like Th that's that's what I get from you, and I think that you're 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 like a very particular person who yeah. is very good at. You've got a great perspective on the industry, and maybe it comes Thanks. from experience. Maybe it's just because you're just on it constantly. Yeah. But for a lot of directors on the group and people who get in touch with myself, are really struggling with like, uh, what do I do? Like yeah. I, I'm I've met. I, I just love chatting. To, 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 to new talent, new directors, and like they're just so in limbo at the minute and yeah. don't know what the fuck to do, do with themselves. And yeah. like hearing you say that is wicked because I'm like, sweet, that whoever's listening to that will, will you know, well, hopefully, you know, give a rocket up their ass. And yeah, yeah. Like, okay, I need to, you know, pull myself up. But I mean, but, but if you're not look, aware of yeah. like the whole changing shape of what's yeah, going yeah. on and you are, like you said earlier, just kind of drifting, you know, you, oh, you're fucked. You're fucked. You are fucked. And then also at the same time, if you're like, oh, I'm a director. And I like to make stuff. You're also fucked. It's like, you like make what? Do you want to make comedy? Like, do you really, really obsess on that comedy? Or do you like cars? And if you like cars, what kind of cars? Because there's fucking a Ford Fiesta or there's a Jaguar. Yeah. So it's like, 
I have a list of clients that I work with that I like, you know, brands that you can see, you know, the Range Rovers and the McCallum whiskies and the Bentleys and stuff like that. Brands that I admire because of their heritage. And then another list of brands that I still want to contact that I just obsessively find everyone who works in that company down to the fucking like window cleaner yep. and message them because I'm like, I will work for that brand. And if they turn around and go, we've got 500 quid to make a film, I'll work for it because I want the brand. And that opens the next doors. So it's like, I did some, uh, like a small piece of branded content for uh, Chanel in France. It was just branded content, but it had Chanel on it. Yeah. That opened up so many doors. I did some small pieces of branded content for Mr. Porter, which had fuck all money. And then I got a massive IWC watch commercial off the back of it that then opened up loads of car commercials off the back of that. It's like, hmm. because I concentrated solely on the brands and the type of work I wanted to make. So when you're kind of there on a Monday morning going, fuck, I don't know what to do, you can go through your list of contacts or whatever it is and go, I'm going to go after those people because that's the shit I want to do. Yeah. Not, I'm going to just contact Tesco's because I kind of want a job. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what it's? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me just scratch Tesco off my list. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't, I, yeah. It, it also makes the people that are giving you the work, agency producers, producers, brands, clients, whatever, makes their life so much easier because they look at directors or production companies and go, oh my God, you just do everything. Yeah. And when they go, I've got a job and it's a comedy thing and it's, you know, people in a room and they go, that person does that. It's, it just makes it so much easier. They're like, put them in. It's, it used to be a company called Carnage, which I thought was amazing. It was an offshoot of Rogue. And they just said, we like cars. And that was it. We're only doing cars. We only have car directors. I thought it was the most genius thing that's ever been done. And they managed to fuck it up, sadly, and close it down. And it's, I just thought it was incredible because they were on every single car pitch because mm. agencies just go, well, put Carnage on because they know how to shoot cars. Yeah. And they ended up winning them all because they had amazing directors and they're obsessed by cars. It's yeah. great. That's a bit of a bit of a danger that I think a lot of directors fall into. And again, it's another conversation mm. to have, which is kind of can be frustrating sometimes because like you'd like to say, we have a chat about it, and we'd like to say that whatever scripts kind of comes through that door, I'll be able to kind of like, you know, put my yeah. perspective on it. But mm. it's not always the most helpful thing. And I guess yeah. running Dad Body's been such a learning curve for me because scripts will come in. Obviously, me and Harry directors. Yeah. And I think like five or six years ago, I'd have gone, a script will come in and I'd have gone, well, I, I can, I'll, I'll pitch on that. Yeah. I can do that. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But now I've got such a good perspective where we've just worked with Ozzy yeah. and a script will come in and I'll be like, sweet, let's get Ozzy in and yeah, he'll yeah. nail it. And we've yeah. got a constant relationship then with the client, yeah. you know? So I think it's having that perspective on... Um, what's, how do I put it like? Well, it's like, I, I feel like I've only just found out like, okay, that's the thing I'm really good at. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing I can hone yeah. in on. And I've, I've always had a big issue, problem with like, and, and Partizan did with me, you know, yeah. loved them when I was with them. But I think they had a big issue with like, well, where do we place him? Because yeah. on my reel, I, I, because at the time I was like, I want to shoot everything. Yeah, yeah, so all yeah. my, my reel yeah. was so scattered, yeah. you know, from doing silly, goofy music videos, but then doing something that's like a serious narrative. And I yeah. think they were like, well, they could put me in for any script that would come in. Yes. And then I think that would be like, well, yeah, but what does he do though? What's his thing? Yeah. And, and it was tough because at the, yeah. at the time I was like, I was like, well, I can do everything, like yeah. whatever. Um, and it's only now where I'm going to go, I, I really like this sort of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, because I've got like, 
some, a lot of like fashion things, 16 mil fashion, but then I've got like a home-based commercial with a running tortoise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, and okay, it's okay. like, but I've still got them on my yeah, reel yeah. and I'm like, well, I actually don't really want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I like the home-based commercial though, right? <laughs> 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 Is that the one that's on air at the moment? Is it back on? I don't know. Hey, well, he jumps over a wheel, Barry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah my kids absolutely <laughs> love that. You legend. Oh, they're going to be you so legend. happy to hear that. Mate, you should have seen him down at the skate park and he's, telling all, he's got all these little skaters around him and they're all going, what are you working on? He's like, well, this tortoise, man, it like jumps <laughs> over this wheelbarrow and like his energy behind like, you know, this commercial was so Mate, I had no idea how I got it. I'd never done, yeah, you yeah. know. I do love that. Ozzy will get like a Panadol script coming in and he'll go, yeah, and then this camera's going to spin 360 and the tablet's going to go in. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Drop yeah. it in he gets mouth. so excited. It's wicked. Um, but then I'm like, well, maybe now, because it's, it, it feels very weird that looking yeah. and that's on my reel. Yeah. It feels odd. And do you not also feel quite often... I've fine with people they kind of go well i should have that on there because it's a big commercial or it's like it's out or it's that's new. exactly it yeah. yeah but i find that it's a it can and i still do it every now and again i'll pull up like something from the past and go oh, i should have that on there because it's got effects and people like that shit and i'll get more script but it's a bad habit and i think the problem is is that you get to a point and blink did it for me and my partner when we were to get they just started pigeonholing us and then i was like i don't want to do this work and there's something i met the the kind of straw that broke the camel back was when we got this thing in for Lucas Aid and it was comedy and that's what I thought I wanted to get into. And it was 170 grand for some digital stuff. And they were like, nah, we don't go that low. And we we weren't allowed to pitch on it because they didn't take budgets of that size at the time, which now everyone fucking fights for. And it just annoyed me. And I was like, well, I'm being pigeonholed, but there's no work doing effects. So I was like, you have to find, you have to not pigeonhole yourself, but find what you really will you know obsess about something you will do for five pounds because you love it so much mm. and then you can say this is what i do and just keep fucking adding to that until everyone's like oh that's the person that does i don't know yeah food because they love food or they do effects or they do skate videos whatever yeah yeah it's a good way it's a good way of seeing it yeah big time and um uh, so uh, again recently you just dropped a new poster uh for your new short film um, yeah which me and ozzy was very lucky to watch last night it's on the good, big good, good. screen on the big oh, screen thanks very much called the searcher and yeah. you've also done another short film in 2017 called fighter yeah um where do you kind of draw your inspiration from to kind of like you know tap into these stories and, and fully commit to making them i don't know because <laughs> that must be something that's the next like do you see that as like oh, i'm still going to be a commercial director but do you see that right this is my next step now yeah yeah i stopped doing it for a while i was like fuck this this is impossible i'm not getting any you know agents wouldn't pick up the phone producers wouldn't you know like it just wasn't going anywhere it's banging my head against the wall um and i've got a ton of scripts i've worked with other people on i've got a ton of shorts uh won some awards kind of felt like it would open up it just wasn't going anywhere but then i i got to a point recently i was like i i just it's like an itch i have to scratch i regret so much if i won't make a film i've got to make a film at least make it either it's good or it's not but i can die with a smile on my face knowing that i've made something mm. uh and so yeah i'm just back on that hustle hard because I want to do it. Because also at the same time, I kind of have been doing commercials for long enough that I understand the rhythm of it and nothing really scares me anymore. And then you start doing a short and you're like, oh, fucking hell, this is really hard. It's like herding cats. Mm. And I want that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I were actually casting um, my show that I did earlier this year. Oh, and yeah. Hannah were like, oh, it's funny. Because I was talking about you. Yeah, yeah. I talk about you a lot. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Hannah were like, oh, it's funny, actually. Bugs is literally just casting with us on the short film. Oh, and great. I was just like, oh, fuck it. You know, you get really excited. Hannah like, works for Lanes. Yeah, Hannah yeah. works for yeah, Lanes yeah. casting. And she's just such they're a... They're fantastic. They're yeah. so wicked, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. She just, like, gets it. Um, yeah. But... Um, the narrative thing's really interesting because I, I, I constantly have conversations with directors. Either they're starting or they're kind of done commercials and they want to do narrative. And they're like, what should I do? How do I get from commercials to, you know, I want to be a commercial director, but I also want to make films. I'm like, they are two different industries. Either you're going to be the conductor or you're going to be like the orchestra. Like they're two different things. You can't be everything. Maybe that's a shit analogy, but it, they are different Yes, you might work with the same DOP who shot June or whatever, but that doesn't mean that you're suddenly going to get signed and make a movie. I walk, I've walked into a couple of agents' uh, offices and they almost spit on the floor knowing that you're a commercials director. Mm. Whereas if I'd come out and gone like, oh, I went to NFTS, they'd be like, oh, amazing, you're a drama. It's, it's, and I don't know why anymore. It really is that. I, I mean, I've, I've had tons of conversations yeah. recently and, and, and like the commercials world's, they just don't give a shit what commercials you've got no. real. You know, they want yeah. to see short films. And also just commercial production companies are like, you know what? It's a long game for narrative and we're not going to make an awful lot of money off it. We just want to make our money in commercials. So if you want to do that, go somewhere else and do it. Yeah. So they're not really as supportive in that because what's the point? They're two separate things. So I kind of feel people really need to go, I'm going to make TV or I'm going to make films or I'm going to make commercials. But don't just think because we're using cameras, it's all the same thing. It's so different. Mm. Uh, and it's taken a while to work that one out as well. Yeah. And and what's the kind of, do you see the, what's, do you see value in like making short films? Uh, yes and no. Short film on its own as a standalone, I see less value in. I think it's so oversaturated and it's such a difficult format. Even So you see amazing directors who make incredible work, make shit short films. It just doesn't always, and or people who make amazing short films who make terrible long form or crap commercials. I don't, I think it's such a, a format unto its own. But if you're, what I'm doing now is I'm going, okay, cool. This is, this is a spec. This is a proof of concept. Here is a rougher thing. They can look in and go, I get the vibe, I get the motion. Maybe I like the actor or the way it looks. Cool. And then you go, and here's a feature script for it. And then mm. off that, it's like, here's a feature script that's a pilot for a TV. It's like everything has something next to do with it. Yeah. Otherwise, you know. That, I yeah. mean, that's what we thought that's when what we, we felt. watching your short films last night. We were like, this is a small snippet of something bigger. Both yeah. of them. Yeah. That's what it felt. I was like, oh, what? Yeah. I want more. What's. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, that's, that's kind of where both of them fail in a sense, because I didn't respect the parameters of what short film should be. I tried to put too much like everyone does into a short, but that's because I just was like, I just want to make something longer and mm. I'm limited by the time. But yeah, that's the whole thing. I'm like going, here it is. Like uh, I want to send, show a couple of people and they're like, okay, cool. So what's next? And I go like, well, here's the 120 minute version of it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we watched the fight and we were like, Oh, what? You're not fighting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's in fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who do I pay to make that happen? Yeah, 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 yeah. But it is someone taking that, seeing that yeah. and going like, well, I want to see it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, fingers um, crossed. Yeah. Cool. Um, and so uh, I guess we're, we're kind of nearing the end of this now, aren't we? Mm. I fucking really enjoyed that. And so I guess uh, one thing that we keep asking directors who, who come in is, um, you know, do you have any fears? What's the kind of biggest fear as a director? 
I mean, my always my greatest fear always is to end up poor. <laughs> if I'm really, really, really honest, like this is like a therapy question. But I just see I've met a lot of people that have gone through this industry and come out the other end at 45 because it's it you know it's got a ceiling that you don't see you know glass ceiling whatever, and uh, and they're like I'm broke. I haven't put any money aside. I have nothing else going on. I can't direct. You know, I can't even do a nappy commercial in Bucharest. I've got nothing and I'm broke. Making me feel like I should start a pension out now. <laughs> yes, you Mate, should. I, 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 from like the older directors at Partisan, you know, because they had some very old yeah, yeah. ones when I went. And I saw, you know, you see the older ones come back in and they're just, they're, they're just hanging around to be yeah. like out of sight, out of mind. So, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I, yeah. and I know like, and then you see their old commercial and you're like, whoa. Yeah. Some of their old commercials are amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and then you realize that they've like, with the cash they earned from there, they like invested it in properties. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, they've yeah. got a lot of properties, but then they're not like, it got to a point where none of them were working, but it wasn't even like they got like, um, uh, dropped from partisan. It was like, they just, yeah, it does. Away. Yeah, you yeah. do. I mean, there is a, and, and people don't see it. It's like, you know, 40, 45, like that's the end of the run for you. It is a, it is a young whoa, whoa, person. Whoa, easy now, easy yeah, now. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> easy now. But it. if your reel is not consistently changing with the times, it, you're just going to get left behind and that's just the way it works. And also it's like you go into a room and your creators are 20 something. And so they're going, like, I want somebody who's on my level. I don't want to work with a 40 something year old. You know, I just, I need... I don't feel relaxed in that situation. And, you know, sure, there are exceptions to the rules. There are your Dougal Wilsons and your Ring and Edwidge, bless his soul, and all these other people who just go on and, you know, Sam Brown, and they'll carry on. But they're all partners to their production companies as well. So even if they decide, okay, cool, enough is enough, or I'm not getting the jobs, they're still making loads of money off that. Hmm. But then as we said about mental health of being a director, it's not always about the cash. It's about being wanted you know, and having validation. It's like, if you have a load of money, but your days and your weeks, you have nothing to do. How long can you last like that? It will drive you mad. Yeah. And that's like another fear. It's like, I don't want to, I want to carry on working until I die because it's enjoyable. Cause you've got to, you know, it's fun. I like the hustle. I like the getting yeah. up and yeah. I have instruction going for it. I don't want to sit on a desert beach. You know, I don't want to sit there and lie next to the sea fine for a week or two but after a while you're like I'm fucking bored <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, yeah good. I mean yeah, 100% it, yeah. oh well on that note well, yeah. uh, well thanks so much for coming in thanks yeah, very man. much for having me it's been a pleasure thank you so much alright